Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back. Thanks so much for tuning in for another episode. This one's really special and unique because we've never had a conversation like this before, so we're excited. We're super excited. I know that Ashley can relate to where this guest is currently located within this industry, but we are going to go ahead and let her introduce herself. All right. Hi, guys. My name is Anna Gildersleeve. First of all, thank you so much for having me. As you can tell, I have a really thick accent, and that is because I'm not from the U.S., So I am from Valencia, Spain, and I came to the U.S. when I was 18 years old, when I accepted a scholarship to run track and field at a Division I school. I went to the University of Akron, and I got there my bachelor's degree and my master's degree. And then is when I met my husband, Matt. He is now the head strength coach at the University in Kansas for the football team. That's awesome. Okay, so tell us how you even came to the U.S. on a scholarship. I feel like that process would be really lengthy, and I'm really curious how everything came about. Yeah, so I was I was probably 16 or 17, and I was an athlete back home in Spain. So one thing that is very different from track and field athletes, from soccer players or basketball players, to me, we are a number, right? So you run this fast, you jump this far, you throw this far. So it's very easy for universities or other clubs to see like your mark, your personal best, and then they can see how you are on the ranking, whether that's like national, European, or even world. So I was like 17 years old and I was going on my first European championships and we were on the bus with my team and the director of the team pretty much came and gave me an envelope. And I will always remember it was from St. John's University in New York. And I was like, hmm. So I opened it and it was a letter, you know, introducing themselves, pretty much saying that they wanted me to come and just do the sport with them and compete for their university. And they will offer me full scholarship, everything that it entitled. So that's when I started looking into it. At that point, I think this obviously helped, you know, my first boyfriend ever, my ex-boyfriend, high school, he was a swimmer as well. And he came to the U.S. with a scholarship the year before me. So I was like, okay, like I know someone, you know, that I really trust, like he's doing that. And he was really happy with the decision. And the fact that I didn't reach out to them that they sent me the letter, I was like, hmm, that may be a sign. So I just start looking into it. And then before committing to them, I'm like, well, there are plenty of universities. I'm going to start looking. And I remember it was crazy because you can hire companies that do this for you. So you pay however amount of, you know, thousand dollars and they look for you at university, how much they will give you, like in terms of a scholarship, like a bunch of stuff, right? Like um, insurance as well, like traveling insurance. If you're not happy at that place, they can find you another one. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like I've always been the type of person that if I can do it myself, why would I pay to do it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I what I did is I went to the Wikipedia. I remember, I mean, yeah, I was probably 17. This was like 2012, I think, early 2012 downloaded the Wikipedia for Division One schools. And then I started like deleting states that I was like, okay, I don't want to go to like Nebraska or, <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, like I was looking more like East Coast and then California yeah. or yeah. things like that. So I remember, so I was talking to Manhattan College 
couple universities in Ohio, Sacramento State, so in California, the Hornets, mm -hmm. I remember. And I was like, okay, they were all, they were emailing me back within a day, like, oh yeah, like we want you here, we'll offer you full scholarship. So at this point, my parents didn't know anything. I was just doing it for fun. Yeah, I don't think this is a joke anymore. <laughs> uh, so then I started taking classes because you need to pass the exam. That's what many people don't know. There's an exam that is called the TOEFL. And you need, every university has a score. My English was terrible. I mean, I, I couldn't speak English. I couldn't. So I failed that test twice. And the test was like $300, $400, four hours, really long test. So the third one, I was like, I'm done. I'm not doing it again. Did it again. And then at last minute, one of my friends was running a, in Toledo University, which was in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And she was like, hey, I know that you're looking at other universities, but I compete with the University of Akron. They are in the same conference. They have amazing long jumpers. So I was a long jumper. And I was like, oh, I'm going to look into it. So, you know, I went to the roster, just did everything, look at their PRs. And, you know, they jumped over 20 feet. So I was looking at, at a group that they jumped six meters, something like that. And I was like, okay, they have a really good group, not just one but like two, three, four jumpers, the, the male were awesome as well. I was like, I'm going to send an email. A couple hours later, email me back. We want you here. And I was like, okay, like what is the grade that you require? This is 61. And I, got, I think I got a 60 or a 61. <laughs> send it back to them, send the scripts, everything. And then I did my first year of college in Spain. So I transferred that and they were at you're good to go. The coaches are going to the European Championship as well. So this was in Italy, in Rieti. So I'm going there for my junior European Championships. I PR there. So I jumped 628, which was my best mark ever. Met the coaches at the hotel. Three weeks later, I was there. Oh my, oh my gosh. Crazy. <laughs> never, never visited the US before. That's crazy. What did your parents think of that? Well, they like at some point I was like, hey, like I I am, you know, emailing like they seem like they are very interested. They were like, okay, like let's look into it, you know. There was never a doubt. Like they are paying me to come here and have fun. Like the way that I saw it is like, okay, I go. If I don't like it, I come back. And I remember my dad was like, if you see something, we'll go. First of all, go. Because if you don't go, you'll never know, right? It's a huge opportunity. Then you go, if you don't like it, if something is off, if anything, if you feel like something is just weird, you're not comfortable, just take a plane and you just come back home. You know, it's not like mm -hmm. you leave and you don't have the opportunity to return. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I would have not done that. But yeah. knowing that I could always come back home, I was like, well, if I don't go and see, I'm not never gonna know what can be on the other side um so I just you know I was young and I was like let's go <laughs> yeah that is wild because growing up in Spain where what do they think of America like what are you taught in school because I know that what we learn in history books and things like that it's history based obviously but it's usually the chronological order of the United States of things that have happened over time so I'm just dying to know, what do they teach you over there about America? Yeah, it's honestly pretty much the same. Like, I think Europe does a really good job, or at least like Spain, the educational system. We learn a ton about other countries. And, you know, we learn about the U.S., but especially about like the civil war. I remember learning about the civil war and the rights and the slavery. We learn that in, in like 
eighth grade, like very young, you know, and like how they were they involved in World War One and two. So we learn about geography and history, but I feel like the things that we learn the most about the US is through TV. So like mm. TV shows, like there was one video that I did about culture shocks in the US versus Spain. And it was just the school buses, right? And people, I think Americans did not get it because they were like, what do you mean a school bus is a shock? I'm like, we don't have. Like the, the famous yellow school buses, I mm-hmm. literally thought they were just from the Simpsons because we watched <laughs> the Simpsons. In Spanish, they call it Los Simpsons. And, you know, you see the school bus and you see the yellow school buses in movies. I thought that was in movies and then when I came and I saw them I was like oh my god (laughs) like they are real so like people are like what do you mean they are real I'm like yeah like I literally thought they were in movies like we don't have school buses you walk to a school uh you know it's not like here where everyone lives super far away from you need a car for everything so you know little things like that I feel like we learn it in the movies, for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I have so many questions. But first, I want to know how you met your now husband and how you got into the sports industry. Yeah. So, well, first of all, you know, I'm a former athlete. So I love the sports, especially track, soccer. So basically, he was coaching there at Akron. So he was already the head of strength coach. You know, I was an athlete. This is the funniest thing ever because we, and we've talked about it, I knew who he was pretty much since day one. And he knew who I was because the weight room is inside the track stadium. So the indoor stadium, Mm. it's inside. There was a huge glass, like huge glass. So you could see everything. Mm -hmm. And so that weight room, I think it was for football, track and soccer. So I knew who he was since I came in 2013, but we never talked until almost I graduated from my senior year. You know, he had his relationships, I had mine. And it's so funny because I remember like sophomore, junior year, being on the weight room, you know, my roommates were obviously uh, two Spanish friends and the Polish one, right? (laughs) It's so funny. And we lived together, the four of us. And I remember seeing him, like he would walk, look at them and be like, you know, like, (laughs) like, you know, like he's so handsome. And they were like, yeah. Uh, so it's funny because, you know, we, we've noticed each other. And then he told me to like, I knew who you were since day one. And there was just one day. So I had a night class around, I think it was 7 p.m. And I had one that finished at five. I didn't have a car, right? As an international student, you don't have a car. So I was mm-hmm. like, well, by the time I walk home, maybe stay there 30 minutes, come back. So what I did is I went to the field house because it's always open. So I went to the field house, hang out. And then I was like, well, I'll do like a little something workout until my next class. So I remember the, the weight room, it was pretty much empty. And I always put my phone, I always plug my phone, put a Spanish music or EDM and I will do my workout. So then he came in and he was like, hey, like, do you mind if you put it a little bit like down? Because <laughs> I always blast my music. He was like, I'm going to read. I think he was in the elliptical or walking. And I'm like, oh, what are you reading? And it was the Energy Bus, right? Mm-hmm. So by John Gordon, yeah. awesome book. And I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm looking for books. Like, this is just a normal conversation between two adults. You know, like, I'm a little nervous, but, <laughs> but he was like, yeah, this is a great book. Like, I'm about to be done. I'm like, okay, like, can I read it after? And he was like, yeah, perfect. 
And then I go do my thing. Then I finish my workout and I come outside. I'm still in the, in the field house, right? But outside the weight room and I'm stretching a little bit and he comes out. He's like, oh, you're still here. And I'm like, yeah, like I have a class in 30 minutes. So just, I'm just hanging out. And we just started to talk about life. He was like, oh, I, need, I know like you're from Europe. And one thing like to another, just talking about life, about every single thing you can imagine. And I remember I look at my phone so late I was so late for that class so like my goal to be in the weight room and the class was to just hang out and you know to be on timing class I was late to class and so I go home I didn't go to that class <laughs> and I went home and my three roommates were there I mean really good friends one of them was my my bridesmaid and the other two came to my wedding in Spain so really good friends came home and I'm like the weirdest thing just happened I'm like we were talking about regular life things but like the way, you know, when you look at someone and it's like in your eyes, I, I to this day I have goosebumps because I've never felt that before. You know, you're looking at someone, you're like, oh my God, like what a beautiful person. And just physically, but how he was explaining things, I was like, just wow, just weirdest thing. But then, you know, never, nothing happened, right? Because I was an athlete almost graduating. And so there was one day that he was like, when are you graduating? And I was like, like literally next week or something like that. And to confirm that before that, he told me that he asked a GA, when is she graduating? So I remember the day of my graduation, he was like, I'm taking you for a date. And I was like, hell yeah, you are. <laughs> and the, rest, the rest is history. That's incredible. I love your storytelling too. I love all the details. It makes it, I feel like I was like right there, like watching in, in the weight room. Like to this day, I literally like I'm, thinking about it and I'm like I think we were both at the perfect time like if I didn't go while I had that time off just to hang out and you know just do a little cute cook workout you know I don't know if we would ever had that conversation and again I cannot even remember exactly what we were talking about I remember it was just just life you know like I remember he asked me like why did you come to Akron Ohio and <laughs> you know like any other you could have gone to any other state and then we just just talked about life and that yeah. was just amazing yeah yeah that's incredible especially with a relationship to hit it off like that I just think it's neat thinking about how you are brand new to America you haven't been there very long and then now you're meeting the love of your life and then you're going to stay in America and then start going around with the football world so from our conversations, you did not know very much about football. So no, 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 nothing at all. Yeah. So like, first of all, it's funny because, you know, I, I love social media and there's some people, there are some haters, right? And I, I yeah. they don't, it doesn't bother me at all. But I remember like I put a reel and I got like millions of views and it was about like me thinking that I was going to come just for four years. And here I am nine years later, married to an American dude and with an American <laughs> daughter. Right. And there were so many comments that were like, uh, yeah, get that green card, uh, your mission, you, you know, like comments like that. Oh my like, gosh. Oh, so many. And then I was like, I never thought in a million years that I was going to stay, you know, like, yeah, people think that maybe Spain is a bad country or something. I'm like, I was great back home. I mean, you have a great life in Europe. You have the quality of life. It's amazing. Like, I didn't need a green card. You know what I mean? I needed right. need an American guy to save me from anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I yeah, never, yeah. Like, I never thought 
that I would say this literally has been just being open to life and just life has been guiding me and that's it. But pretty much, yeah, I had no clue about football. So I knew about soccer. So it's funny because the first, I want to say the first two seasons, I was just there to have fun <laughs> for the things here and there, you know. Yeah. I had I had no clue about I knew that the ball had to go from point A to point B and the touchdowns were six points, and then you had maybe an extra one. <laughs> that's it. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. So, but I do remember. And I will always be super grateful for Matt. When we started dating, he was like, okay, we sat down, we talked, and he was like, before I, we even started getting more serious, we're going to talk about my lifestyle a little bit. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and, you know, he explained everything amazing, um, how his work hours, um, just everything, everything about the lifestyle, traveling, not being able to do X, Y, and Z, but being able to do other things, right? It's not always super negative. So at this point, I'm I'm four years in another country. I I'm a person that I go with the flow. I'm not I'm not an overthinker. I'm not I'm not a super planner. I I literally go with the flow, and that's how my life has been. And I was in. I was like, well, one, I don't have family in the U.S., so I'm already three flights away to see my family. So that's not an issue with me. Two, I love traveling. And I always say new team means new city, which means new bars. So <laughs> I it goes with me. You know, I, yeah. I love traveling. I cannot, like at this point, I cannot imagine living in the same place for the rest of my life. You know, when you meet people that have been 30, in this, 30 years in the same town, I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, but so again, this lifestyle just goes with my personality. Yeah, I mean, you sound like you're the perfect fit for this industry. Every single thing that you've said yeah. has literally been exactly what this industry is about. Because I'm very independent too. Like coming here when I was again 18, yeah. I know that many, you know many people move, most people that go to college move away. Uh, but mine, I feel like it was a whole new different level. Also, you know, being home, I had six siblings. And then my mom was a stay-at-home mom. Amazing. I mean, I hope one day to be like her. She's an angel. But she did everything for us. I mean, was I spoiled? A hundred percent. You know, laundry, that I did. She just loved doing it. And so coming here, I learned so much about myself and I became really independent, you know? So I think that, again, that is where this lifestyle, I think it's a great fit for me because I'm used to now doing things alone. So I don't mind it. I learned how to be alone and I, I loved it. Like as much as I love being with people, I'm an extrovert, a hundred percent. I love people. I love talking to people, but I also enjoy my me time. Even now that I'm a mom, if I need to get a sitter to get my nails done, I'm going to do it. And I feel zero guilt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I do enjoy time by myself as well, which I think it's super important. Yeah. So what were your parents' thoughts when you told them like, hey, I'm not only coming here for college, but now I'm going to live here. I'm going to marry this man. And we're going to do this crazy thing called the football industry with all of these unreal hours what were their thoughts when they heard about what football really entailed so you know I feel like first of all that they saw a comment that I was gonna stay like there was never a doubt because when we started dating and then you got engaged there was never a point where we sat down and we were like okay do we go to Spain or do we stay here there wasn't there wasn't a doubt that we were gonna stay his job is here the job doesn't really exist in Spain football is not a thing you can do other right. things but then we're like what would I even do you know, like, I don't yeah. know. It was easy for them to understand. There was never a conversation of, I'm staying. It was like, mm-hmm. they saw it coming. 
And secondly, I mean, they, they don't know 100% like what is going on because again, they don't, I, I'm not there already. Like I've missed everything pretty much since I left. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's not like being here that I have my family and then I'm not going to family events because of his job. I literally cannot do it because I'm, I'm not physically there mm-hmm. and I cannot just, you know, take a fly and go there. Like now, you know, we have kids. It's another different story. But we, we've explained to them, like my mom came when I gave birth and, you know, uh, hello, hello and bye, Matt, right? So she she saw that, but they understand, they know, they, they love it. They love football, you know, when there's a win, they were watching all, like the last games, my brother, he's 24, he was watching the Texas against KU. And again, they don't understand the whole thing, but I feel like just seeing them happy, seeing him happy and seeing us happy, that's all that matters to them. Uh, and yeah. they told me it's obviously super hard seeing you know, your youngest. So again, I'm the six of seven and I'm the youngest uh, girl. They're like, it's so hard to see them go and not knowing what she's doing. Is she safe? Is she not? But, you know, I feel like just for them seeing me happy with a man that they've met, that they know he's a great guy. I think that's all that matters to them, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it takes incredible strength, not only to move away from your family, but an entire culture that you were raised in. So I just think that that is incredible and one of the questions that came to mind when I was listening to you just explain that is overall just mentality that you must have had to have to come in and not only learn a new culture but then now you're learning a new language so when did you feel that confidence kick in to be able to speak English like freely to have conversations to meet people have you always been like that or did it take some time I mean in Spanish I can make a lot of friends. <laughs> um, I, I say I say the year mark. So when I came, it was it was hard. The language it was hard because you want to say something, you want to communicate, and you literally can. So we learned English in a school, but it was very much grammar, just like you guys learn Spanish here in high school, and everyone knows the five same sentences. So it was pretty much the same. Is changing now. Like now, my nie- my nieces and nephews, it's mandatory since kindergarten until high school. You take it every single year, and they are doing an amazing job. Like my nieces and nephews can speak pretty good English, wow. so it's improved a ton in the past ten years. But yeah, it was it was hard for sure because I I just couldn't. So I remember the public they put me on public speaking my first like semester. I was like, what are you doing? So I would pretty much put everything in Spanish send it to my friends back home that need really good English, send them back to me. I will memorize it, say it in class and just pray that no one asks any questions. Oh so my God. One, like I will memorize a ton of stuff, uh, just go to bed late, translating. I was with my dictionary because I didn't have a phone. I had the flip phone. Like I had my phone in Spain, but then here I didn't have anything. So my first couple of months I was with a flip phone that I bought at Walmart or something like that. Wow. And it, it, like, it's hard, but the good thing is when you're in a big school, there are also other international mm-hmm. student athletes. So there was no one from Spain the first year, but you know, my one of my very good friends, um, so she's from Poland, and we were together for five years. Again, my, one of my roommates. And you know, you just when you're forced to speak a language, you learn it way quickly. So I'm actually very grateful that there weren't Spanish people around me because I think that I would have learned way slower. But yeah. I say maybe around the year, I was like, okay, like I'm confident now. And if I make mistakes, I make mistakes. People know that you're not from here. So I was never afraid of speaking. I was like, okay, like I have to learn, you know, I have to start somewhere. So 
I, I loved when people like correct me or something like that. I would really appreciate it. But I would say around the year and then boom, yeah, then it comes naturally, I think. Yeah. I think that's cool that you never felt that uncomfortableness though, because I think a lot of people that have English as their second language, that's what really sets them back. They feel uncomfortable. And just like I would feel learning and going to a different country and trying to speak that language, I would feel the lack of confidence and you really didn't. And I think that's probably what helped you to kind of succeed and get where you're at because you really just kind of went for it. I feel like also... I was like forced, not by anyone, but me knowing, well, I'm on a scholarship. Mm -hmm. You need to pass, right? Like certain credits. So that was a huge like motivational factor for me. Like, hey, if you don't learn English, no one is going to do it for you. So you know what I mean? I I was very motivated in that sense. Like, okay, if I don't do it, then no one is going to do it. So I feel like I had no choice. And again, not having anyone that spoke Spanish helped a ton. The second year, I had a tennis player from Madrid, and then she moved away, and that that helped me. Like I felt at home when I was talking to her, but I feel like being so uncomfortable the whole time. I just became comfortable. Like, okay, this is the new normal, you know? Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like schoolwork, obviously being all in English and having to be able to do every class like that. That would be so intimidating. I think. So I saved everything. I think I'm very organized with my stuff and I did like, you know, the folders like spring 2021 and then, and I've read assignments from 2013 and I was like, oh my God, I like, I cannot believe like I even read it and and I was like, I don't even know what I'm saying. Like that was so bad. But yeah, every time I remember every semester, like before starting a class, I will go to the professor and say, FYI, (laughs) I'm from Spain and my English is not too good. I'm going to try. But, you know, some professors like, let me use Google Translate. I remember sociology. That professor was awesome. She was like, if you ever need to use your phone, don't even ask me, just pop your phone. And I will use like Google Translate a ton. So all my professors, my academic advisor, they were amazing at Akron. I have nothing but good words for everyone. They were amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. I want to talk about the lifestyle though of the sports industry because what what are some things that really shocked you I know that you had that sit down conversation with your significant other and you were ready and you were go with the flow which good for you girl but Brittany and I are definitely not go with the flow girls we try (laughs) but for the industry what was some of the things that you had to learn in the first couple of seasons that you really just had to work on the first thing that really surprised me okay not not just on my lifestyle but in general, and I gotta say it because I love it, it's how much they 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 uh, they love their jobs, mm-hmm. and I think that that really helps me as a person. So I think that it is very rare nowadays to find people that actually love what they do, like mm-hmm. their jobs, right? So I feel like one seeing the passion that he has and his, you know, all the stuff. I feel like all the coaches, I have this passion that no one else has. And so seeing that his passion, the passion for helping others and try for them to become the best versions of themselves, I fell in love with that. So knowing that I was supporting someone's dreams and seeing that he was making a difference, that meant that I was making a difference. I considered also that a little bit of my job, right? That's something that you don't find easily. And that's one of the reasons of why I stayed in the US and why I will always support him. 
because I truly think that he makes a difference. If if he had like a regular, not, not, not a regular nine to five, da, 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 but a job that wasn't that that had that much impact on human beings, I think I would have reconsidered things. Like, okay, if I'm gonna have a normal lifestyle where you're working nonstop, 24, you know, the American pace lifestyle, everything is expensive. If I'm gonna be like that, I think I'd rather do it in Spain. Mm-hmm. But seeing that passion that he has makes everything way easier for me because then I know that we both have a purpose, you know? I loved it. And then I don't think I've struggled with it. Again, I I cannot find anything negative. Mm-hmm. You need to think that the first year, so I was at Akron, so I had my friends from college, right? So he was busy. I was doing my own thing. If he cannot go to a wedding, I'm going to that wedding. <laughs> you know, I, I have yeah. no issue going to places alone. Doesn't bother me. I mean, obviously, if we were in Spain, again, and all my family was there, and there were a huge events right like someone's communion or someone's wedding and I was like oh okay like this is tough then I think it would have impacted me more in some ways uh but then for example we moved to Buffalo and then in Buffalo you know we make friends outside football and that's one thing that I will always stand for and say is is have an identity outside football Mm -hmm. and motherhood our best friends in Buffalo are not related to the football staff or anything and they are actually coming to Spain next week with us for Mia's baptism. And he's going to be the godfather. And oh, these are wow. people that are not related at all. I've always say, and I will stand for having an identity outside football and motherhood is crucial, at mm-hmm. least for me. No, I agree. I think that it's super important to have a community outside of football or any sport that you're in. And Brittany and I talk about it all the time where you really just have to branch out. And if you're not super extroverted and outgoing, I think that it's a little more difficult with that whole situation. Finding people, yes, in your community that you can reach out to is so helpful. And especially just, I mean, you become so close to them in such a short amount of time. And I felt that way actually in Lawrence's. Once we left, I was like, I feel like we just got started and you become so close to them. So I do think that that's like a positive of, having to move so many places because you probably would never meet these people if you weren't in the industry. There's absolutely like pros and cons. Like I, again, I love the moving places. The only thing that I don't like is the packing. But other than <laughs> that, I'm, I like, I like it. You know, it's mm-hmm. for me, the way I see it is exploring the United States. Like this is amazing. You know, that we have the chance to move around and seeing other cultures because at the end of the day, the U S is huge. It's literally like Europe. So it's not the same living in Texas, the living in Boston or living in California. That's how I see it. I see it as a huge opportunity to learn about other places and just explore, you know, and at the end of the day, how I see it too is football is not my life. Football is my husband's job. Mm-hmm. It is a lifestyle. Absolutely. Okay. Is it going to tell us like where to live and some big decisions? A hundred percent. But it's not my life, you know? So this is this is how I see it. And that's why I have friends outside football. Like here in Lawrence, for example, the only people that Mia has stayed over the weekend with, or, you know, like we went to a wedding in Cleveland last weekend. She stayed with our best friends. They are not related to football either. Mm-hmm. And we met them here in Lawrence, you know? So they have a two and a half year old. Mia and her are best friends. They go to school together. 
So it's crazy how every place that we've gone, yes, obviously we have our, our coaches' wives. By the way, I'll talk about it because here in Lawrence, they are amazing. Uh, the new staff, it's amazing. Uh, and we do a staff together all the time. And I know that every staff is different because for example, in Buffalo and Akron, the coaches' wives were older, right? So I was pretty much the youngest. But here, 8 to 10, that we are pretty much the same age, same kids. There's at least like 15 or 20 kids in this staff. Four of us live on the same street. Like <laughs> I go I go through my backyard and I'm in their house. <laughs> One of them, so Missy, uh, watches Mia Mondays and Fridays from 9 to 10. That's when I teach one of my classes. By the way, I'm a Spanish professor at the University of Buffalo. Oh, awesome. For three years. Yes. So, for example, those two days that I couldn't find anybody, if she wasn't watching Mia for that hour those days, I couldn't teach that class. Mm -hmm. So super grateful. This community just brings you all together in a way that you can you can just describe it. All of us are on the same boat. We don't have family around. And when you have kids, things get complicated because if you have family, it's a huge help. You notice it a lot. Mm -hmm. So they become your family, you know, these women become your family and I'm super thankful for them. Lawrence has been amazing and it's, they are the reason why I don't want to leave any time zone. Yeah. So I had seen a bunch of your TikTok videos and I saw your one yesterday about the laws that you have in Spain. And I thought that was so wild. Some of the things made sense, you know, but some of the things I thought were a little bit different than things here in the U.S. So what are some of the differences, the main differences that you've seen? Because I'm sure there's a lot, but what are the main differences that you've seen? There are so many. I can talk about them for hours. And actually, that is why I started on social media. It, it happened by accident. I never thought that, you know, even my TikTok account will grow that much in, in such a short period of time. It's It's been amazing. It's been a blessing. Now it's like my other job, you know, and I think I will go full time with it next semester. I, I'm not 100% sure yet, but I signed with an agency. They've been amazing. And again, this happened by accident, by just, you know, trying to teach others. I was like, well, I've been here almost nine years. I think I'm educated enough to start talking about it. Yeah. But, you know, some of the culture shocks that I had, oh my God, were, for example, sim simple things like the, the yellow bus that I talked about, right? Like seeing the famous school buses. And I thought that was in movies. We don't have those school buses in Spain. Or, you know, little things like instead of using Celsius, using Fahrenheit, mm. and then... Mm -hmm more complicated things like maternity leave. I was mm -hmm. in shock to learn how maternity leave works in the US as well as healthcare, right? Like in my opinion, as, a, as someone from Europe where, or Spain that, yeah, you pay taxes, but you don't pay that much. And then you're covered a hundred percent, whether here, I find that, that we pay a lot of money a month and I find it very frustrating because you keep getting bills, you keep getting co-pays. And then you go to some place and even though the hospital is in network, the person that saw you was out of network and now you uh -huh. all, you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I will, you will never see a medical bill in Spain. You will never receive, there's just not a thing. So you pay out of your paycheck goes something, you know, and, and that's it. You don't see anything. There's no copays. There's no insurances. Mm -hmm. There's no private insurance, you know, everything under the same roof. I wish it was that yeah, way here. now, right? It's, it's so simple. Yeah. So how expensive daycare is here? Because I was like, well, 
you know, I'll work because I, I like working. I love working. I love teaching. I love doing things. So I just started to look in just not daycare. See, it was like $1,300. I was like, uh, what? You know, like in Spain, you can have a bilingual daycare for $450 a month. That it's normal. Wow. Yeah. So it's 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 very normal. So then you start learning things. You I start connecting. The, okay, that's why the stay-at-home mom culture is so strong in the US. I don't know anyone in Spain that is a stay-at-home mom. It's just not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so things like that it, they go yeah. from very little things like the school buses to more complicated things like maternity leave and healthcare and you know having a car like you need a car in the U.S. unless you live in downtown New York City or places like that you need a car to move around but yeah. we walk everywhere you walk everywhere or like I knew fast food was pretty normal here but it's everywhere <laughs> like the drive-thrus we don't have drive-thrus like I was like what and you know and you start connecting okay because americans are so busy like you don't have two hours for lunch to go home and cook so you're just in a rush always and that's why you know i was like oh that's why they have drive-thrus because it makes it everything easier yeah that is a lot of things i was like well americans would probably be more healthier if we didn't have all this (laughs) fast food and drive-thrus and everything like that but you know that is interesting for the lifestyle you know i feel like it's again I think it's because the work-life balance you know you're so tired the last thing that you want to do after you've worked all day with I remember doing my student teaching was 30 minutes for lunch break I was like is this a joke like we go to Spain three hours like you go from 9 to 12 then you go home and you come back at three you know so it's like what do you mean 30 minutes like by the time I got the kids I was like yeah not doing this and then I did not get into teaching that that wasn't the reason obviously but I feel like we are just so busy in this country that you don't have time like who wants to cook a super big meal uh, when you are exhausted and then add kids so it's like yeah I'll go to whatever people (laughs) make sense once you understand the culture then you're like okay you know it's like when I had friends working at two three jobs like in college I was like what are you doing they were like well I gotta pay for university and I'm thinking isn't it cheap like back home it was a thousand dollars a year they're like uh no I'm I'm like oh like one of the misconceptions that I had was that we all know like around the world that Americans are like workers like you guys are so motivated even the athletes like how they talk but then I'm like, oh, they don't work two, three just because they want to. It's because they have to, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And I yeah. never got it because, you know, I'm in my little bubble. Like I'm getting full scholarship. I'm, I'm getting paid every month, right? So I didn't get it either. And once you get into the culture and understand, I was connecting the dots and I was like, okay. And that was one of the moments when I was like, I'm just going to start sharing my thoughts. And then just my account was like, boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming on here and sharing everything with our community. And we just, we learned so much from this conversation, but we do ask one more question on every single interview. So if you could go back in time and tell your younger self something that you know now, what would you share with yourself? To keep being open-minded and to go for it. Because if you don't go for it, you never know what could have happened. And I'm so glad that I took that chance, I could have said no to coming here. But because I did, I met my husband. I wouldn't have my daughter, which gives me goosebumps, right? Not like thinking about life without her. 
like nothing of this would have happened. Nothing. My experience, uh, my degree, my master's degree, everything is because I said yes to that opportunity when I was young. So yeah, just to say yes and just go for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. If people are looking to find you, I know they're going to want to watch all of your amazing videos too. Can you share where they can find you on like Instagram and TikTok? Yeah, so it is at underscore Anna Gildersleeve. Perfect. And we'll link all of that in the show notes. But thank you so much for coming on the pod. And thank you to everyone that's listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on More Than a Season Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at More Than a Season Podcast for the latest updates. If you've enjoyed this episode, please download, subscribe, or leave us a review on your choice of platform. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.